disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you may also be. For I am going, you know the way. And Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him.
It's been happening over decades, perhaps even centuries. Remember, William Butler Gates died in 1939. Great poet. One of his most famous works was entitled The Second Coming, in which he describes the world in which he lives, turning and turning in the widening child. The falcon cannot hear the falcon. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere energy is loose upon the world. The blood thin tide is loose. And everywhere, the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passion and intensity. Sounds something like our world, though. And it seems to the church has become rather afraid of this world. We might say for good reason, but it shouldn't be that way. We, after all, are supposed to be the aggressors in the very best sense of that word. We're the one with the message. We're the one who's supposed to be on the front, on the front line. But it seems to be very often hard. It was. It's been said. There are two qualities of fire, heat and light. We have the light, but the world seems to have the heat. It's as though we were saying, we will hold on as best we can, for as long as we can. And when the end comes, we at least can say that we've given it our best shot. No, we haven't. We haven't played out. This world in which we live is not going to stop. We won't stop until we're finished. We have to remember as Catholics that we are the enemy. If we don't realize that, we don't understand our position in our culture. We are the enemy. There are other groups, but for the most part, other religions, other denominations have either somehow become part of the culture, or they aren't important enough, important enough to be threatening, and the world isn't taking notice. But it notices us. The Catholic Church stands over and over again against what our culture is trying to do to us. Now again, it may be painful for us to accept that. Because we would like things to become. We would like to say, oh, the church is too large, things like that can happen in our world. The church has too much authority, no, she doesn't. Our culture is gradually little let down over the last few decades. So the church in a position where she can't say very much. She can say it, but the media will come right back. Everything's gone. Using everything, whether it's true or not, to make a difference. Try to put us in a position where we can't speak anymore with any credibility. We can't let that happen. The alternative is simply our own thing. The Supreme Court made a decision today. We're going to make another decision probably next week regarding marriage. The church stands for freedom. The freedom of life. The freedom of the integrity of marriage. The freedom of the integrity of the human family. The freedom of all those things that the world would like to turn into a new form of slavery. It can happen.
very good thing. It's moving much more quickly than we ever thought, don't you think? Mm -hmm. And so we'll take a deep breath, as I said, and say, well, we'll do what we can. We'll do it. There is something you and I have that nobody else does, or rather, you and I have in a unique way. The grace of God. We end every day just to pray that God will do something. God is always doing something. He's perfect act. He can't not do something. But God doesn't often come down with the offering. It's a very rare thing for God to come down with lightning and thunder and trumpets. Generally speaking, what God does by way of His grace is give us His creatures through secondary causality the strength and power to do the things that need to be done in our world. We can't make it somebody else to do them because it won't get done, as we can already see. Which is why the poet could say, the best black all conviction. We're the best, mostly. While the worst are full of passion and intensity. So we are involved in something new and different. And now, though, there was another great prophet of the last century. Saw things rather clearly too. However, well, he saw the world in a very graphic way. He also saw something we don't want to admit to. The evil we're experiencing today isn't simply human evil. There's a much more powerful evil as we've worked as well. There is something more than just human in all of this. There is something relentlessly demonic about it. We're fighting powers beyond ourselves. Today we would like to be out of sight. It's all a matter of human interaction and agreement. If you only talk these things out, everything will be fine. The culture doesn't want to talk. The culture wants confidence. And a lot of people have this to say, and we have to ask ourselves a question too. As I said, are we paying attention? What he said was, we sit back and watch the barbarian. We tolerate him in the long stretches of peace. We are not afraid. We are tickled by his irreverence, his common conversion of our old certitudes and fixed creed. Our refreshing. We laugh. But as we laugh, we are watched by large and awful faces from beyond. And on these faces, there are no smiles with the strength given to us by the universe. Let us get out and start moving again. Let us begin to bring the world back to its humanity. Let us bring the world back to freedom.